You only have one life to live, so get the most out of it. On Good Life, Great Life, join me, Brian Highfield, and my guests as we share success stories, habits, mindsets, and lessons learned by successful people. These lessons are not taught in schools, but are critical for getting ahead in life. Whether you want a successful business or career, optimal health, or a lifestyle that most people just dream of, Good Life, Great Life has you covered. After retiring from a successful corporate career in my 40s, I founded multi-million dollar businesses in the sports and healthcare arenas. Now, I help everyday people maximize their lives and speak regularly at seminars, on podcasts, and radio shows to share principles on the topics of health, wealth, and happiness. Don't let a good life get in the way of a great life. Join me today on Good Life, Great Life. Welcome to another episode of Good Life, Great Life. Uh, today we have with us Martin Sines. Martin is the managing partner of BeQuest Funds, a professional note investor and best-selling author with years of experience as a self-made entrepreneur. So welcome to the program, Martin. Thanks for having me on, Brian. For sure. And we want to get to know you a little bit. So give us a, just a little bit about your background and your experience as an entrepreneur. Sure, sure. So um, I did it the other way. Initially, um, you know, I went to um, I went to business school, got my MBA after college, and and then I got actually a second master's in project management. And I wanted to go into corporate America and climb the corporate ladder, so to speak. And what I found was in corporate America was just just a lot of politics, um, a lot of things that I didn't feel like it was providing value for myself internally, but also just around me. And I just wasn't good. I wasn't good as a corporate individual. And so um, my wife and I made a decision to leave corporate America just after a few years of working there. In 2004, we decided to open up our own company. And we landed, we landed on the um, business model of selling to the federal government and the product was museum exhibit displays. So my wife has a creativity um, bone to her. Uh, you know, I have, you know, basic business skills at the time. And so we, we launched a federal government contracting company. We were in the D.C. area at the time. And, and what I found over the course of seven years was a very grueling work schedule, uh, seven days a week traveling around the country on various federal projects. All of it was very sexy and profitable. And so on one hand, I just saw a whole burnout factor happening as a small business owner. And on the other, um, we started picking up commercial properties as landlords in 2009. So my wife and I bought our first building that we operated the company out of. So I saw kind of the other side, the investment side of things, business ownership and investment. And uh, fast forward a few years later, 2013, um, we sold the federal government contracting company. And I had a decision to make where to go forward from that point. So that's kind of like the origin, if you will. Yeah. And I, I wasn't, you know, there's a lot of things that people start a business in. I wasn't expecting museum dis displays to be <laughs> what uh, what you would be interested in, but it sounded like it was a, a pretty good experience with that. Um, and it sounds like you experienced a lot of what first-time entrepreneurs is you're working a lot of hours to get that business up and running. 
Yeah, because you're doing everything. You know, you're a control freak. No one can do it as, as good as you. Um, you're doing sales and marketing, plus you're on all the project sites, um, overseeing installation or participating in installations. You're writing proposals at you know late into the night so you can keep the train moving, so to speak. And and um, it's just hard to find anyone as good as you or as committed as you. And so that's kind of like the small business, uh, you know, mindset that that um, traps a lot of small business owners. So I, I I get that. I get that. Yeah. And so you move from that, you moved into uh, commercial real estate, which a lot of people are are really into now. It's been wild wildly popular uh to get into real estate uh the past past few years um and there's been other things you're doing but talk about um uh, a note investing i don't know what a note investor is so what, yeah. what is that exactly <laughs> yeah so in uh 2013 i was um i was looking for the next thing to do and what what i had kind of settled on that i wanted to do something that was not necessarily moving me towards financial freedom, but moving me towards freedom of time. And so I had already, my wife and I had already built up a portfolio of residential and commercial properties we were managing. And so I stumbled upon mortgage note investing. And what that is, is think of um, a bank or a lender that originates mortgages there is a portion of those mortgages that go into default through various reasons. A homeowner, um, you know, loses their job. They have a health condition. They um, get a divorce. And so they stop making payments. So eventually the bank will go pool these distressed mortgages, sell them to a hedge fund in the secondary mortgage market at a discount. So even though the homeowner owes about a hundred thousand, hasn't made their payment in four years, um, they'll sell it to a hedge fund for twenty, um, twenty, thirty thousand. And so um, I started buying those mortgages. I bought ten mortgages out of the gate, uh, paid two hundred forty k in cash with my own money, two thousand thirteen, and I really just tried to learn the business through doing. And what I found was that if someone hasn't been making their payments, you have one of two ways to go with it. You can exit through the property by foreclosure and displacing the family, or you can exit through working with the homeowner and creating a loan modification that they can afford while keeping them in their home and making an ongoing cash flow stream for yourself as a company. So I opted for the cash flow stream as it fit into my freedom of time model. And, um, but what I found more is I found an act of service to people that were struggling and just needed help getting back on track, if you will. These are all, indiv- these are good individuals. I mean, they just, something happened, right? I mean, we, we've all been yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And they just all had those moments, right? Yeah, and I found, so so in service to the homeowners that we serve, I found that, you know, it, increasing a cash flow stream for myself and now the company that, that I operate with my partner. Awesome. It, it sounds, it sounds really, really intriguing. And and so you, you said something um, that kind of was intriguing. So you, 
Uh, when you talked about your first business as an entrepreneur, you're working all the time. And so you were moving from a mindset of financial freedom to time freedom because uh, you wanted more time on that. And so that's that seems to be a natural transition. I think it's what most people want. They think that if I start my own business, I can get my time back, but they have to get through that period of given even more time than you did in your corporate job to to get to that point. Is that kind of what you experienced? Yeah. Yeah, and 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 the the main lesson learned is that the holy grail of of investing is monthly passive income. I I mean it's um you could go on Twitter and then you'll see all these people that say, "Well, this stock's at this and what's it going to be in a year?" and everyone's focused on appreciation. Everyone's focused on asset accumulation, like I want to buy 10 houses next year. People are focused on those may be good things, but unless you have a strategy of building your monthly passive income, none of those other strategies matter in my mind. So that's been my focus since 2013, what, nine years now. We have well over a thousand mortgages. I have 20 employees, my business partner and I, and we were one of the largest buyers of, of a certain type of mortgage um, asset class in the country. And, but, but the model hasn't changed. We have a team of asset managers. They get on the phone. They're compassionate. Um, they are transparent. They try to understand where the borrower's at and they try to help them by giving them options to get them back on their feet. Awesome. Good stuff. So you've done all this and, and I, I, I wish we had more time to, even, to really dig down into that. Maybe another episode, we can just talk about how that business works. But what, what are some of the things that you're passionate about right now? What's what's on your plate and what's what's next for you? Um, uh, spreading feed, freedom to those that want it. Selling freedom. I sell freedom. And, and um, how I do that is that is that I buy mortgages and I help these homeowners stay in their homes and I allow them to be able to pay off their mortgage at some point in their life so they can own that home. In 2017, I wrote my first book. I've written a few books on mortgage note investing. And 2020 opened up a $50 million income fund in downtown Sarasota. And um, we take on investor dollars in that fund. The other fund is private. That has about 35 million worth of mortgages. My partner and I own that with, with no investors in that. And so my, my objective is to offer passive income to investors on a monthly basis at a 9% annual return. And so people, um, as a matter of fact, in 15 minutes, I got an investor coming in. He's got 450K. He's going to put it with me. He's been losing money in the stock market. And he's going to get a 9% annual return paid monthly to him for the rest of his life through our evergreen income fund. And so that's freedom. This person, he's a business owner, owns an IT company. He owns some rentals and he grinds for a living like us all, right? Like I, I even grind like because I love what I do. But at some point you recognize that you need freedom. And how do you get freedom? You get freedom by having monthly passive income that is that will pay for your standard of living at the standard that you're seeking in your life, where you don't have to compromise. 
at any point, whether you're actively working, not actively, whether you're on vacation 24-7, whether you have a medical emergency, whatever the case, that money's coming in. Yeah, we ultimately want to be in that investor category, right? Where we've made the money, now we need the money to work for us so that we can then have the time. So the money becomes the machine that's generating cash flow. And so that that frees up our time to do uh, whatever mm -hmm. we want, because no, uh, like I always said, no amount of money has ever bought a second of time uh, and time's our most valuable asset. So I think you've got a great uh, option for people to really learn about passive income and and actually have a mechanism for them to to earn that. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. And that's what I'm passionate about. My partners and I were the largest investors in our fund. Um, we're passing this down to our children. Um, all this path, all these, every time we modify a loan and it's a 30 year modification, we're passing that down to our children. And, and that's what we're building legacy wealth. And, you know, we don't, we don't, um, buy into the notion of appreciation, uh, strategies of hope, um, buy low, sell high, uh, liquidate your portfolio to live off of it for the rest of your, like all of that is just imaginary pie to me. What I know is looking at my bank account at the first of the month, has money been dumped in, in a consistent and predictable manner, whereas my capital that I invested is preserved. So I can still have my, my capital back if I need it at some point. Awesome. That's, that's great stuff. Now, um, let, let's go back and talk a little bit just from an entrepreneur perspective. Um, did you Did you have a mentor who who taught you this or how did you go out and, and learn this? Yeah. So um, there's a gentleman, Marty Granoff um, that I met when I first uh, sold uh, my, uh, the federal government contracting company. He actually was a business note investor. So he bought a um, piece of our business note that we took back when, from the, uh, from the buyer of our business. And so we turned around and sold the tail of it to uh, to this note investor, Marty Granoff, and we became very good friends. You know, we've done deals together over the years, um, but he has been in the business 30 years and um, he buys all kinds of debt uh, as a cash flow investor. And I've learned a great deal from him. Plus, everyone just in the community, I've just absorbed as much knowledge. I read as many books as I can on on the topic. I, I you know, you educate yourself through writing books yourself. And I've written three books on mortgage note investing and one on cash flow investing. And um, so I'm just completely immersed. I am a hundred percent committed to spreading freedom through monthly passive income for my family, for those around me that want it. And I emphasize want it because many people don't actually want it, in my opinion. And why is that, do you think? Um, they, they don't want to do what it takes to get it. How about that? Like, that's better put. And and I say that with, you know, humility. I say that just just genuinely, I believe that. Yeah, and, and I, I see the same thing. People love the idea. They fall in love with the idea. But when it comes to what it takes to get there, they're like, eh, they kind of take a step back and say no thanks. And then they really um, are choosing that life of mediocrity and that and that and that and they may not realize it. But yeah. I always ask them, I'm like, if it's not this, then then what else is there? What What are you going to do to get to where you want? Yeah, there's there's a rule of thumb that 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 um 
that I kind of a practice I put into place when I first started mortgage note investing, and that is focus on assets that cash flow and that you can have some sense of control over. So, um, so if you can't have some control over the outcome, then it's probably not a good investment. Uh, and, and, um, you know, like if I buy a share of Apple stock, then, then I can't call the CEO of Apple and, and give him advice. So to, you know, to move my stock price up. So it's probably not a good, now I do buy, I, you see the hat here, DCA. So I'm a firm believer in actually daily dollar cost averaging. So I do that. I buy daily, but I buy with monthly passive income, not with active income. So, so it's just to create velocity with the money, but, um, you know, I mean, what, what can you control? So even if like you put money into an income fund, like I'm talking about here, bequest funds, um, you don't, you don't actually have owner, you have ownership equity stake into the whole portfolio, but you can come into the office. You can meet our team, come to our holiday party every December. We have downtown Sarasota. Um, you have total access to our books. We provide all the financials. So you have a sense of some involvement. If there's something wrong, you can call the owners and there's, so it's not a direct control, but indirect. And there's, there's some relationship there. So I think whoever, wherever you're at in life, people need to take control over their finances. Otherwise you give it to someone who's a slick salesperson, who's just going to be fee-based and is going to sell you on that they know better than you. Yeah. Yeah. We see that all the time because so many people are financially illiterate. Again, I don't want to make it sound bad. It's just, it's just the honest truth that people just don't understand uh, a lot of the concepts of, of money. And, and so they, they are stuck in those corporate jobs. If some of them love their job, that's, that's great, but most people don't, and they would rather be spending their time doing something different. Um, and I think you offer some, some great options and, and some great learning tools out there for people to, to learn more about this. Absolutely. And I'm going to invite you to our 8 a.m. morning meeting since you're in Sarasota too. So you tell me the day we have it every day at 8 a.m. And we do chants and we do edu we do motivational videos and uh, and we do a circle. We form a circle and all the team members kind of announce where they're at with things. And it's a whole community feel for our work culture, which is really beautiful because we're all really passionate about what we do. So I'd like you to to come, if you will, uh, to one of those 8 a.m. You let me know the day. Yeah, that, that sounds awesome. I'll take you up on that. So how can our audience learn more about you or get in touch with uh, Bequest Funds? Yeah, sure. You can go to bqfunds.com. That's bqfunds.com. Um, you can shoot me an email at invest at bqfunds.com. And uh, you can just ask me questions. It doesn't even have to be like fund related. Um you know, we take on accredited investors. You may, you may or may not be accredited, whatever. But if you just have a general question, you know, shoot me an email. I'll be happy to respond. Awesome. Great stuff. So our guest today has been Martin Sines. He's the managing partner of BeQuest Funds and a professional note investor and best-selling author. Thank you so much for being with the program today, Martin. Thanks, Brian. Thank you for listening to another episode of Good Life, Great Life, brought to you by Brian Highfield. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's guests and stories. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts.
This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business.